5: What a packed
4: Thursday show, Alby.
6: Been a busy day.
4: Yes, it has. <laughs> my goodness, oh, what a time! Okay, first we're going to play our my interview today. Although Alice was there, but she's not part of the interview. I helped
6: with setup and stuff, yeah. but I had other stuff going. With on. With
4: Elad Levy, he is in. He is an Israeli, and he is uh, desperate t- to find his niece, who's named uh, Roni Eshel. She is an IDF member. It, she's only 19 years old and she is uh, she's been missing since the attack she was right near the Gaza border um, near one of these military inst- installations mm-hmm. and um, and Elad levy has been desperate desperate for anything to get the word out to let the world know that he's looking for her the maybe somehow it'll reverberate and she'll find out that people know that, right. are, that they're looking for whatever it is. A lot of these, there's been a bunch of people, Israelis, who have been going through Bethany Mandel, friend of the show, who we love. And Bethany has been asking her friends in media to try to get some of these stories out, which, of course, we're happy to do. So I'm talking to other people as well to to see what we can do. But this is... um, in my interview earlier with Ilad uh, Levy. Okay, we are talking um, with Elad Levy from Israel right now. His niece, who's a 19-year-old IDF soldier, has been missing since the attacks. And uh, her name is Roni Eshel. And Elad, uh, thank you so much for joining us.
7: Hi, Tom. Thanks for uh, having me.
4: Now... So this I've never quite done this before. Talk to somebody in such a desperate situation. Can you go through the the day of the attacks when you found out about the attacks and when you found out that your niece was missing? Sure. So
7: uh, on Saturday morning, you know, we woke up to uh, the sound of uh, sirens uh, blowing through, let's say, m- most of Israel, um, and you know, we rushed out from our personnel, and I think most of all of Israelis rushed into their. Uh, secured rooms, the, the bomb shelters um, you know, after we got out from the bomb shelters, uh, we started to see some, um, uh, you know, live feeds of, uh, Hamas terrorists um, getting into the, uh, uh, you know, to the villages and to mm-hmm. the civilian villages, um, our niece, uh, Ronnie, she, we knew where she's located, uh, near the Gaza border and uh, at around 9:30 a.m. she sent a text message to her mom. It was very plain and simple. Um hi mom, I'm okay. I'm busy. Um and you know I love you. Mm. That was the last time what we heard from her.
4: And that's that's it. That was around 9:30. Um that's it. what part of what part of the country was she in?
7: She was on the Gaza border. Uh, she was on the border. Yeah.
4: So Yeah. I I've got a your your niece looks like any of my daughter's friends who might be singing Taylor Swift songs and it's I uh,
7: Exactly. She she loves Taylor Swift. Yeah. She is you know she's a big fan. Yes. She's exactly like your 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 child, you know, your child and your neighbor's child
4: how are is it your is this your brother or sisters
7: uh child it is my uh my sister in law it's my wife's sister's
4: child okay yeah. uh, and uh, yeah. what are what have they been doing just to, emotionally i i cannot fathom the desperate the pain
7: i it's i look you you, you you're right they are you know devastated you know, completely devastated um I'd say on one hand you know they they're up in the air not knowing where ronnie is where is she about now is she hurt you know is she you know, we can't even say is she alive we don't know that and and if she's if she's hurt if Hamas terrorists are holding her hostage um you know and they've done some horrific things also. Yes. Uh, you know, we've seen the pictures, we've seen the videos. So you have all these, which is, you know, extremely devastating. At the same time, you know, they, they are leaving no stone unturned to find her and to find more information.
4: Is, have you heard, have you gotten any intel at all, any pieces of information as to where things might be?
7: The one, the only piece of information that we got that what happened, something between 9.30, Mm -hmm. the text, around 12, which we know that uh, the terrorists attacked into um, their camp, their area. She went into a secure room with eight other uh, females, uh, teenagers like her. Mm And um, Hamas terrorists couldn't break in. So what they've done, like in many other places, by the way, in in on Saturday, they just burned the place on the people in it. Yes. And we we know that of the eight, it's not clear if it was seven, eight, or nine, but we know that three are uh, they're alive, and they're okay, um, and uh, well, okay, I would say re- relatively they're wounded. We we know that I think one or two uh, are confirmed dead, and the others are missing.
4: How long has she been in the Israeli Defense Forces? Uh,
7: one year, one year. She enlisted a year ago.
4: One year, and did, did, was she enjoying her time there? Yes. Look, you know, military service is no fun.
7: It's yes. uh, it's demanding. Obviously, it's a very structured, uh, spe- especially for a 19 years old uh, yes. teenager. And, um, but you know, the, the, the bond that you have, and actually we have this bond with the other families. We're all in the same despair, but we're connected. Uh, We're talking to them. Uh, we're all together with them. And, um, so I think it's that something that you take and, you know,
4: What is, uh, what would you like the world to know about, uh, Roni, about her personality or dreams or...
7: Had, you know uh, dreams or or you know, to conquer the world you know with mm-hmm. the world was just you know up in front of her she was a joyful girl she's you know very smart uh very happy very funny um so you know that's that's uh that's ronnie that's who she is
4: do you have do you have faith that the, that the the government is is doing everything it can it's certainly they're they're taking care of business it seems like in the the gaza strip but do do you have faith that they're they're doing everything they can
7: yes absolutely absolutely we have faith in the government and uh we have actually faith not just in the government we have faith in the u.s government we have faith in the eu we have faith in the in the un we have faith in all the humanitarian organizations around the world that they're all going to stand up with us and we'll call in demand i'm not saying demand and force the hamas terrorist group to release all the kidnaps and all all of them now today so that's you know the one thing that we're certain that will happen because this is this is the time when you know um if you if you know if you have values mm. any human values this is what you need to do and you know i can use your stand to call to the entire world you know i, I know we're talking in connecticut but still whoever sounds you know here's this message this is you know i call them for action and immediate action everyone will share the same values of human rights and you know just human dignity and you know very very basic rights yes that's what we need to do because we're dealing with isis this is not hamas hamas is is, you know terminology you know it's terminology this is isis this is nazis
4: yes how do you uh, how do you or let me ask you, just emotionally, and I think that we have many parents listening, how do you keep yourself from thinking the worst? Or, or do you dwell on the fact that she could be gone?
7: First, I would say that we do, you know, personally, I can speak on myself. Obviously, I speak with my wife, with her brother, we speak with the parents. But I would say that personally, we, we dwell into that sometimes. Um, I personally don't let myself, you know, suck into it and, uh, what keep us in for me, you know, uh, working alive and doing, you know, this interview and doing others yes. is that we know that, uh, we are not going to leave any stone turn, uh, to find her. And we are doing, this is the right, you know, uh, I don't want to say even a fight. This is, um, it's just you know pure evil that we're facing, yes. and we're going to do everything that we can do to, to wipe it off and to demolish it.
4: Do you do you fear for Israel? Do you fear that Hezbollah or other Iranian-backed uh, forces will will start to pour in as well?
7: I fear for Hezbollah. Huh. No, we don't fear. We don't fear for Israel. Look, if if Hezbollah is going to get in, it's going to get you know a little bit more difficult. you know, maybe a little bit more difficult. So we're going to wipe them off as well. And, you know, this is the situation where you see exactly where do you stand, where people stand, you know, all the nice words. These are actions. This is, you know, if you go back to 1940, you know exactly who are you for, who are you against? Mm. This is the same situation. There are Nazis and there are the rest of the world. Nazis and the rest of the world. We are the rest of the world. We are the democracies. They are the Nazis. Hezbollah, Iran, Hamas, ISIS, all of them. Whoever saw the videos came out of of, Saturday. And the acts and the sheer brutality. I don't know how much you saw and how much your listeners know about it. And I don't want to get into too much specifics. But I can tell you that they found... Little children, little children beheaded. They found families burnt in their homes. They burnt families in their homes alive.
4: Yes. You know,
7: it, it, in, it, the, it, in the music festival that President Biden spoke about, what they've done, they rounded up people, like in the Holocaust, by the way, in the open field, and just slaughtered them. But they slaughtered them so badly, we can't recognize some of them, or many of the bodies vicious pure vicious and evil
4: yes and we've heard about the the rapes the all of the mutilations also it, yeah mutilations rapes i didn't in, even in, get to that in this the, these these animals who are doing this are you know facebooking family members etc it is it is it is so bad over here Elad, that uh, that our our news people on tv here in america are having trouble reading the news because it's so shocking what's going on yes yes so her name yes. is her name is Ishell. we hope to God that she is okay and that you guys get her back um is she if you I'll tweet out uh, some pictures that you guys can see she looks like my daughter's friends or your daughter's friends they should be riding a bike and hanging out and eating ice cream but she is uh but these monsters have her right now uh any parting thoughts that you'd like to our listeners to know aloud. I think, I
7: think I've said it all, but I think the most important thing, you know, we have our personal tragedy, but I do think that people really need to understand that these monasteries are exactly like the Nazis. Mm. It's ISIS. And we. this is the time where, you know, we need to just demolish them. And I hope that obviously the U.S. supports us unconditionally, and we appreciate that. And we need to make sure that the rest of the world will support us as well at the same level. They do support us, but we want the same support.
4: Absolutely. He is Elad Levy. Uh, we give our all of our uh, love uh, to you and your family and uh, hope for the safe return of uh, Roni. And uh, and bless you guys and bless Israel.
7: Thank you. And bless America as well. Thank you. We appreciate it.
4: Thank you. So uh, there you go. You know, just doing a quick search. Um I'm just mm-hmm. glad that you, the, more and more names are coming up of people who have passed away, including um, uh, the armed services, the uh, IDF. And mm-hmm. so far, her name has not come up in a search. So it's a weird thing. I'm doing the Twitter searches and hoping I'm not getting into other than Other than him doing these uh, interviews. Um, so <laughs> it was a very interesting, just forensically, to to, um, to talk to somebody... It's and I've interviewed a lot of people mm-hmm. but this talking to him is the first time ever I think that there was there's a huge a huge responsibility. Um you know what I mean? This is like this is no effing around because there's somebody there's a, there's a human life there it was. I again. I don't know how to, to articulate it. Really, it's just that this is heavy, serious stuff. Yeah. And like this is real life ramification stuff. You know, mm-hmm. this is and so it was. You know, at any time during talk, while talking to him, he could get a message. On WhatsApp, saying that they just found her and she's dead, or or worse, or worse, yeah, yeah, at any time. So yeah. like,
6: well, and it's <clears throat> fascinating too because it is so human and horrifying, mm-hmm. but it's also just one tiny slice of the overall horror of the thing. Oh yes, it's yes. like one tiny little facet of the prism of all of it because it's all so terrible.
4: It all it is also so terrible, and
6: and it's not like one of the flashiest, you know, stories out there. One of the like most sensationalized, but it's just like a tiny little window into how many families are going through that right now. I think they're up to like twelve hundred confirmed dead in Israel. Yes, and um, you know, lots more. So and. I don't know. It's interesting because I think that some of those more sensationalized reports have gotten like more of the attention. But, you know, um, military service is mandatory for everybody in Israel. So like lots of people, you know, there was some some of the like more anti-Israel people online were being like, oh, those aren't civilians. are Well, yeah, everyone's required to serve in the IDF in Israel. Right. So like, yes. So, you know, everybody potentially is, but it's also interesting because, um, you know, I think that sort of the civilian deaths are what kind of gets people, uh, very worked up because clearly it's that's just like pure terrorism, yes, um, but you know people forget too that for the for the hamas people to get to the civilian deaths a lot of times they had already gone through and killed a bunch of people you know in the bases and other places at the borders yes um in order to to get through because i've even seen some people saying You know, some of the people who are more dubious about the online stories saying stuff along the lines of like, oh, well, how could they get across the border? It's such a heavily fortified border. Israel doesn't let anything across. They have such a powerful military, etc. It wasn't easy. It took a lot of people and a lot of planning Mm -hmm. to get across that border. And they did uh, completely take a bunch of the bases. That was one of the things, if you read the actual accounts of the people who escaped from that music festival, is a lot of them went to a base that was quite nearby. And the base had already been taken taken over by Hamas at that point in time. So, you know, this was a coordinated attack. Another thing that I read online that I don't know, um, you know, I know we don't, nobody knows yet the full details of, like, how this was carried out in the strategy, but one of the things that's starting to come out that is sure to impact relations with Israel for a long, long time is that it's looking more and more like um, they had a lot of help from people who had work permits to work in Israel. Mm. So Israel lets a lot of people in from the quote-unquote open-air prison to come work yes. in Israel. Um, and that that and the, the, a, a lot of people who had those work permits to come into Israel and work um, contributed a lot of the intelligence and the logistics to yes. being and able and to do this. Yes, and some people in the
4: kibbutzes had said they recognized some of the people as people who worked there, some of the attackers as people who worked there. Which is...
6: Shocking and horrifying on its own, but also, I think, helps explain because I think, you know, one of the one of the things that makes this unbelievable to people, whether it's unbelievable in a way like you actually aren't believing the official Mm. narrative or whether it's just unbelievable in a way like I can't believe this happened, is that, um, you know, Israel is such a is such a heavily armed state and such a um, and that border that border in particular is so um, heavily militarized, right? And so it's like, how could this happen? And I think as we get more insight into that, more of those questions are going to be answered. But that—that's um, we probably just need a new cord for that. It's the power cord. That's the problem on there. But yeah. but I think that that answers a lot of those questions for people is if it's people who were working across the border and were able to supply a lot of that intelligence that that makes a lot more sense but yeah but they did take out bases this wasn't you know it was targeted towards civilians clearly but in order to get to the civilians they had to go through a lot of idf and bases and stuff which which also resulted in a lot of human tragedy i mean that's human tragedy that that's um, more a part of normal warfare yes but still also hugely tragic when you're talking in the scheme of this conflict that like didn't need to happen
4: um it's okay so uh, there was also a a um, interview Clarissa Ward did of CNN with mm-hmm. the father of a, a little girl who's he she was visiting somebody for a birthday party at one of the kibbutzes. Um, have you listened to this interview?
6: I have not, but I've heard about it.
4: So this is maybe the video and the audio is maybe the most powerful thing I've ever uh, mm-hmm. possibly heard.
2: And and listen to his reaction to that news, Wolf.
4: Let me rewind just a little bit. I'm and pull and found out
2: after two days of waiting for answers. And he described to us the agonizing moment after two days of waiting for answers. He was rescued. He finally found out that his eight-year-old daughter, Emily, had been killed. And and listen to his reaction to that news, Wolf.
8: They just said, we found Emily. Uh, She's dead. And I went, yes! I went, yes, and smiled. Because that is the best news of the possibilities that I knew. That was the best possibility that I was hoping for. She was either dead or in Gaza. And if you know anything about what they do to people in Gaza, that is worse than death. That is worse than death, the way they treat you. They'd have no food, they'd have no water. She'd be in a dark room filled with Christ knows how many people and terrified every minute, hour, day and possible years to come. So death
4: was a blessing, an absolute blessing. Pretty incredible, huh? And that goes right to what we were talking about—that feeling. And I think that's the feeling that uh, that uh, Roni's parents and family Mm -hmm. is feeling too. Mm -hmm. Just this feeling, and you, as a parent, you have this all the time, but never realized like this. The nightmare is that the child is suffering or scared, and there's nothing you can do about it. And holy hell, I can just imagine. I can imagine. I. I I don't I can't imagine, imagine that you're the, the like Ronnie's parents right now and what do you do? Make freaking dinner? Have microwave burritos? Like what the f*** makes sense to do? Right. Well, you don't know. It's it it's just like it's it's this it's a, the worst nightmare realized. Mhm. And it's freaking and it's remarkable. Which is you know another reason why We've got a problem in this country that there are so many people so enthusiastically pro-Palestine in huge numbers all over this country. All over this country. Mm-hmm. Before the day of uh, freaking jihad tomorrow or whatever that is, I-, I think that there is going to be some crime tomorrow. A lot of hate crime. These college campuses where they've got all the DEI offices, where the freak is anybody? Hello? Hello? They're celebrating a terrorist attack saying that Jews are, should be exterminated. On your quad. Does anybody care?
6: Does anybody say No, anything? the DEI offices are for it.
4: Well, that's the truth, isn't it? Freaking amazing. By the way, the union Starbucks workers are fo- voicing re- solidarity with Palestine okay. after the Hamas mm-hmm. attack. But here's um, here's another one. Here's George Mason University.
2: Fighters.
6: To be clear, the people in the hang gliders are the ones who came and killed a bunch of people who were just at a concert.
4: Yes, and children that did the awful things. And they're saying glory to them. These are just students. There are a few hundred people gathered here. So, uh, apparently, Alice, it, it's just going on the theme of what we've been talking about. Apparently, during COVID, everybody went in their basement and became radicalized and anti Semitic. It's part of the, the bigger colonization thing, mm-hmm. but these kids are damn near violent. They're certainly applauding murder, rape, genocide. They're applauding this, uh, you know, uh, m- a mini Holocaust.
6: Yeah. What the frig in colleges? Well, right. And I mean,. Not that it's even, like, worth engaging with people who are chanting like this. But, like, to be clear, there are a lot of Jews in Israel who um, whose families, mostly a few generations ago, moved there from other parts of the world. But, like, almost half the Israeli population is Mizrahi Jews, which are, like, ones who live in the Middle East already. Right. That we're already there, like it's—they're not from somewhere else. Yeah, but you don't have to even make this but case. Yeah, but like, but you know, in case when, people when are kind by all the applauded colonialism
4: thing, a, a, a horrific thing. Like, massacre. This here's the middle of uh, Paris, mm-hmm. and this is this place has thousands of people. Oh, they're thrilled, having a good old time. Here is uh, Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. They do the from the uh, river to the sea stuff as well. Mm -hmm. Here's in uh, Philly. I think that we should all give an applaud right now to Hamas for
2: a job well (laughs) (laughs) done. They woke up in the morning and they found, and they found the field hands in the house with a knife ready to cut their
6: f***ing throats. Okay. Yeah, yeah, cut their throat, f- throats, yeah. This is what you guys did with Black Lives Matter and all these DEI offices and everything. Congratulations. Black Lives
4: Matter has uh, weighed in, Alice. How strong do you, be, do you think the condemnation of uh, Palestine is going to be, of Hamas is going to be? Not strong. Sure. Well, uh, let's uh, listen in here to see for ourselves. This is
6: the last post I'm making directed at willfully ignorant people. These two flags
4: U.S. Israel, are
6: fascism in 2023. The Israeli government is a fascist police state. The United States is a fascist police state. I have solidarity with Palestinians as a black American living under a fascist police state. The US police are trained by Israeli police on how to brutalize black people. Look it up, just look it up. And it makes sense that the average white liberal American would have solidarity with Israel because liberals, Democrats, conservatives, Republicans are fascists. Full stop. Hope this helps. It
4: did help in a way. Yeah, it
6: did. it's very clarifying. Very clarifying. You and I talked last night about that clip. You said you had played it on the radio yesterday. Um, the with the dad. No, the girl at the university with um, Horowitz.
4: Oh, yes, yes, from 2010, yeah.
6: Um, And that's, you know, that's 13 years old now, that Mm -hmm. clip, but... um, Oh, she's
4: probably a dean of something. Oh,
6: I assume so, but he was, you know, doing it before it was popular, talking at a university and getting questions from hostile, insane university Mm -hmm. students. And she goes on and on about Hamas and how Israel is X, Y, Z, all this stuff. And he finally just asked her, he says, you know, they say the leader of Hamas says that he wants all the Jews, to, or maybe he's talking about Hezbollah. He might have been talking about Hezbollah. Yeah. No, I think he was
4: talking about Hamas, actually.
6: Um, but he said, you know, they'd say that they want all the Jews in Israel so it's easier so they don't have to go hunt us down outside in the rest of the world. Um. Agree or disagree? And she says, Agree.
4: Without missing a beat.
6: Yeah. She doesn't even hesitate.
4: This is obviously an American girl who has a Muslim garb on, whatever. Right.
6: But she wants to kill all the Jews. So, I mean, like, which is a shocking thing to hear. And, you know, I I mean, it's sort of weird. Like, I grew up in a town that had a lot of Jewish families in it. Um, And, so maybe it's like different in some parts of the country or the world where maybe like there's not as active a Jewish population, but it like I I've never encountered anti Semitism like to the level that I see it now. But and like, this isn't
4: like um Jewish people are cheap, like trope stuff. This isn't uh, whatever No, it's other... not
6: jokes. It's like this is this is like, no, Excellent. We, actually... we had
4: a great weekend. We've massacred a bunch of women and children. Let's celebrate.
6: Yeah.
1: This
4: is very
2: real.
1: It states our responsibility is to the stability and the security of the region. That means being able to support uh, not support, yes, Israel in its defensive capacities, right, in, its abil- in, in in that context. But it also means that the United States has a responsibility to ensure accountability to human rights, to prevent the ethnic cleansing of Palestinians, and to ensure that horrors do not happen in the names of victims who do not want
6: their tragedy mm. to used to justify further violence and injustice right yeah it's it's astonishing too because because of what you talked about um with elad in that interview as well where he says you know this is israel's on the side of human rights here of human decency and democracy and you know civilization essentially he didn't use that word but i'll go ahead and use the word civilization for her to invoke human rights when it comes to talking about gaza who puts their own headquarters in a hospital
2: Mm -hmm.
6: who makes sure to keep their own children in buildings where israel's warned them to get children and civilians out of because israel's going to strike what other war on the planet Does the country bombing you let you know where not to be if you don't want to be bombed?
2: Yeah. Right. Like and Hamas deliberately
6: puts their own kids there. Mm -hmm. This is not they're not for human rights. They're not for anybody's rights. They're not good for the people in the Gaza Strip either. They want their own kids dead as much as they want the Israeli kids dead. And it's, you know, I think about this sometimes because somebody asked me, like, do you think that Hamas and these terrorists and people like that, like, do they hate, like, Christians and other people as much as they hate Jewish people? And, I mean, well, I think they have a special thing about Jewish people. They, most Islamist terrorism affects other Muslims more than it does anybody else on the planet. Well,
4: yes, but... They kill
6: more other Muslims than they kill other, than they kill Jews or Christians. You know, it, 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 they hate everybody they're anti-human anti-civilization anti-life and and right. th- and there's this, this anti-human rights yeah there's not-
4: this very viral video going around showing a hindu guy talking to a muslim who says yeah i want all the christians and the hindus dead and everybody else is like okay but this girl here who's a-
0: hey i'm ryan reynolds at Mint mobile we like to do the opposite
4: Jewish student at the UW camp- campus who saw the uh, pro-Hamas rally mm-hmm. where they're all applauding. Yep. She is hysterical in crying
2: Allowed.
6: because she's Jewish.
4: Yeah, where want So where's the DEI? Where's the protection for her? Where's the violence? How come when Michael where's Knowles anti- goes anywhere near that campus, people. it's violence? Yeah. Uh, Some of these Jewish students probably, very likely, probably have relatives who are over in Israel who just endured of a massacre course. and they're having a pep rally to celebrate it.
6: Please end it, please!
4: Another oh, guy with a flag is uh, approaching the. What a pussy this guy is! We can, why can't they just go up yeah. there? It's incredible. incredible. okay. all right, well, there we go. I, I guess that's what we want. There was a great um freaking great debate with Cornell West, in, who's been a long time anti-Israel guy, and uh, Dershowitz, who obviously is pro-Israel guy on Hannity last night. I want to dump dip in for a little bit of this. Hamas
3: that murdered innocent people. what I said though, brother. Oh, okay, <laughs> the what I they said. are largely right. But lacking nuance. No, that, I didn't say lack like nuance. That's the title of the piece. Okay. My actual words were, I'll just be very honest. I got I'm it here sure in front of the me. Words the words were that Israel's policies of war crimes and collective punishment against Palestinians I'll read it to you. Context Israel and the United and Hamas States are must primarily take responsibility responsible for killing innocent people. Anybody who kills innocent people are engaging in barbaric acts. You said no Israel who they are, on, what, let me color, call what nation and so forth. Israel and the United States are primarily and The United States has supported and enabled You explain to, to this audience. I want you to explain. How, how is Israel and the United States responsible for beheading 40 children? How? I'm talking about the context. 545 Palestinian children died in August 2004. Not one American said a word. I believe a Palestinian baby has the same value as an Israeli baby. So when you have that kind of vicious hatred and revenge, you get responsive hatred and revenge. They are all wrong. They're all war crimes. They're all to be condemned. But you cannot simply look at this particular moment without the larger backdrop of an ugly occupation and the ugly attacks chronically against Palestinians. Those are not your words. Largely right. Israel and the United States are primarily responsible for this attack. Professor
9: Dershowitz. Well, I complained when Palestinian children were killed, but I explained why they were killed. Here is one of the leaders of Hamas. For the Palestinian people, death has become an industry. The elderly excel at this, and so do the children. This is why we have formed human shields of the women and the children. Hamas is the ones responsible for the killing of Palestinian children. Also, the Hamas has a term. It's called the CNN strategy. And the CNN strategy is induce Israel into killing Palestinian children by using them as human shields, then parade the bodies out on CNN, and you'll see what happens. People like Cornell West will engage in crocodile tears, blame it on Israel, when the entire tears. blame is on the Palestinians, Hamas, for using their children, their children as human no. shields, and then using their children as shields Professor, to, but, to but, permit but, but, uh, charter.
3: Yeah. I have the same outrage when Palestinian babies are killed, when it Jewish babies are Israeli babies. I want you to have the same indignation oh. when Palestinians are killed. Not when they're, killed, not when they're killed by
9: Palestinians. When the, you can't make There's a moral a kind of comparison. Of when Nazi... Kids were killed in the bombings of Dresden. I didn't have the same comparison when Jewish kids were put in gas chambers and crematoriums. You're a professor of theology. Don't you understand the moral difference between deliberately murdering a kid and having collateral damage because there are human shields? You're running for president of the United States. What would you do? Oh, if, you wait, 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 wait. Let me tell you, tell you me ask I'll the do. question. Let me ask the question. Okay. What would you do if they were firing, if terrorists were firing at American children in America and the terrorists were hiding behind Palestinian children? Would you allow the killing of Americans to continue or would you go and get the terrorists, even if it meant possibly collateral damage on Palestinians? What would you do?
3: I'll tell you exactly what I would do. First, truth and morality tend to be... Two casualties in any context of war. I would want to tell the American people the truth. I would tell them what the context is, how we found ourselves in this situation. I would not jump to a military invasion do? and a genocidal attack on a. a genocidal you know, during attack the attack, on Cornell, what would you do? Where are they supposed to go? When you're where are they supposed to go? Now, this is
9: like Warsaw, 1943. Where do they go? Where do they go? Yes, let me tell you where they go. Do they go, go to the UN? UN, UN is keeping from them? from Gaza to they Geneva. Go, they go to no, no, no. The UN has places in Gaza. They and go to the crossing. The UN people they, have been killed in the last few days. They go to Egypt.
4: Isn't it great that he can't Mm -hmm. answer the question? He knows that there's an answer to the question, but... Of course. He's a grifter, because anybody around these things with half a brain is a grifter, if they're on that side of it.
6: Of course. You are either... There's only two options. You are either a fool, or you are deliberately lying, if you believe the stuff coming out of Hamas. Uh, And, you know, like you say, this is not limited to you know to other parts of the world this is there's going to be activity tomorrow even if it's like one-offs because there's already activity now like you saw that girl crying on the college campus did you read the columbia story
4: oh yeah somebody hit by the stick
6: um yeah and this was a weird story to parse because there's also a gender issue in the story that made it confusing to read at first um but this was an israeli student who was assaulted at columbia university so, um there's even the Fox News headline amid tensions with Hamas. Uh an Israeli student at Columbia University in New York was assaulted with a stick outside the library. Uh when officers arrived, they learned the man was involved in an argument with Maxwell Friedman of Brooklyn over flyers that he and friends had posted with names and pictures of Israeli hostages captured by Hamas. So, they had both of these people had been a part of a group of people putting up posters of the the um israeli captives
4: yes, but one of them people them down today. but
6: one of them named maxwell friedman came back later who identifies as female came mm-hmm. back later covered up with quote her face covered up uh with um like a terrorist scarf mm-hmm. set up um and started ripping down the posters. So one of the other people who was in the group who'd been putting up the posters came over to Friedman and said, like, what are you do- What are you doing? And this dude who pretends to be a woman who's also pro Hamas started beating him up with a stick. Yeah. Including breaking his hand. <laughs>
2: well, and let me just and now he's
6: like afraid to go back on the well, campus. Let me ask you a
4: question. But, like, if, you, if you had a Jewish daughter, would you let her go to college tomorrow?
6: Absolutely not. I'd Hell if no. my if my daughter were Jewish and at an American university, I'd be like hide in your dorm tomorrow. <laughs> like, I mean, what are you supposed to do? Well,
4: also uh, I I want a refund because you had a terrorist celebration in the middle of your Yeah. If you guys had the Klan there having a celebration, it, would you not stop that either? Cuz these guys are like the Klan just much more deadly.
6: Yeah. They have, actually have active members who actually believe this stuff in the United States right. in 2023, unlike the KKK, which is not a real thing anymore.
4: Right. Um, Douglas Murray uh, took to the BBC to talk about the media's uh, refusal to call Hamas uh, terrorists.
5: The siege of Gaza, cutting off all supplies of fuel, the electric, last electricity plant, that's gone. There is no electricity, there is no running water, there is no food going in, there are no other fuel supplies going in. Borders closed at Egypt as well. Bizarrely little criticism of Egypt for that, interestingly. Um, Is that, and while raining down missiles on on buildings which they know are going to kill civilians, we know hundreds and hundreds of civilians have already died, many of them children, is that a reasonable, proportionate and moral response by Israel?
0: There is some deep perversion in Britain whenever Israel is involved in a conflict, and it is the word you just used, proportion proportionate proportionality. Only Britain is really obsessed with this. I've heard it for the last few days incessantly. Proportionality in conflict rarely exists. But if we were to decide that we should have this fetish about proportionality, then that would mean that in retaliation for what Hamas did in Israel on Saturday, Israel should try to locate a music festival in Gaza, for instance, and good luck with that, should try to find a music festival in Gaza and rape precisely the number of women that Hamas raped on Saturday. Kill precisely the number of young people that Hamas killed on Saturday. They should find a town... Uh, of exactly the same size as a town like Sterot, where I've been many times myself, and make sure they go door to door and kill precisely the correct number of babies that Hamas killed in Sterot on Saturday, and shoot in the head precisely the same number of old-age pensioners as were shot in Sterot on Saturday, just to choose one town. Proportionality in conflict is a joke, And it's a very strange British concept which we've had that only the Israelis in a conflict when they are attacked are expected to have precisely the proportionate response.
6: Yeah. And obviously, and thank you to him for saying it, and thank you to Dershowitz earlier for saying it. There's obviously, it's not saying that one child's life is worth more than another child's life, but there's clearly a moral difference between firebombing Dresden as part of the war And children being in some of the buildings and deliberately putting children in gas chambers or, you know, it's there's no comparison. And normal civilized countries, by the way, think about like Britain during World War Two, when London was being bombed all the time. What did British people do with their children?
4: Uh, Put them in the subways.
6: They sent them away.
4: Oh, yes, the countryside. They sent them away to yeah. the countryside. Yeah. They sent
6: them away to the United States. So much so that it's like a feature of a ton of children's books of that era, including like the Narnia series mm. and everything else. But, and, you know, a lot of them went away to stay with American They didn't put their kids like out in the building and then cry that they got, that the children got bombed, you know, because it was a war crime. It's not a war crime in the sense that like, concentration camps are a war crime in the sense that murdering civilians and using rape as a weapon of war are are war crimes against civilians you know completely different thing it, and the media's like total blindness and willingness to like prop up this straw man like what you don't think Palestinian babies are just as nice babies as yes. Israeli babies like
4: I know let's hear let's, let you, this is a commentator going back at him I I don't don't know, I'm going to challenge you on that, Douglas,
5: because that I do think when we had, you know, the, the, the invasions of Afghanistan and of Iraq, a lot of people were discussing by I mean, Afghanistan had huge numbers of uh, countries involved, Iraq less so, obviously. But there was still discussion about whether or not with the number of civilian deaths that this was proportionate to the threat as perceived by by America, no, by we, other we- countries.
0: We didn't say that the death toll in uh, Afghanistan had to be precisely the death toll, for instance, in the Twin Towers in New York. We didn't take that view. By the way, it always has to be said, the difference between the Western way of... Or and the Hamas terrorist way of war is that their objective is to kill civilians. The objective of Hamas is to kill innocent people. The objective in conflict of the United States, the United Kingdom, Israel and other civilized democracies is to kill as few innocent people as possible. It cannot be said enough that Israel tries to use the IDF to protect its citizenry. Hamas uses the citizenry to try to protect Hamas. Israel precisely uses precision-guided missiles in order to try to limit civilian casualties. But I have no doubt that after the atrocities of the last week, the appetite of the Israeli public and military and politicians to continue this precision game will, of course, change.
4: Um. Uh, This is Kirby being asked an interesting question by James Rosen, who we love,
10: obviously. James
3: Rosen. Okay, thank you very much, Corrine, and thank you, Admiral. Two questions on the Mideast crisis. 27 Americans killed is a very large number. That is larger than the number of... That's how,
4: that's tur- current American death toll from mm-hmm. Hamas. ...Americans who were killed by terrorists during our withdrawal from Afghanistan, larger than the number of
3: Americans killed at the USS Cole, larger than the number of Americans killed at Benghazi, or beheaded by ISIS. And I believe it's accurate to say that after all of those events, direct U.S. military action was ordered by the commander-in-chief. 27 Americans killed, why is it the posture of the Biden administration to just let Israel handle this job, in essence, um, instead of U.S. forces
2: going in and getting the guys that killed our people? James, we we will do, as Jake said, everything we can to get uh, those American hostages home with their families. We recognize that they are not the only people being held hostage. Other nationalities are included in that group. We don't have enough information right now to make a policy decision about how to do it. So if I can appreciate the sense of urgency in your question. Believe me, we share it, but we aren't going to act one way or another until we have enough information to act upon.
4: Great question. It wasn't. It was dodged, but still.
2: Yeah.
4: Um. And let's see. There was. It might have been one other thing I wanted to hit. Um,
6: Before we go to the um, back to e- Ebony alerts,
4: oh yeah, oh, thank you. Oh, Alice, thank you so much for reminding me. Oh yeah, there's somebody um, reminded us on Twitter about um, AOC was crying because Congress didn't vote to defund the Iron Dome. Remember that? Mm-hmm. I had forgotten about that. I had forgotten about that. Um, okay, so yes, let's go back to this story about the Ebony alerts. Mm-hmm. So uh, we talked about it yesterday. I-, I didn't know the ho- that there was more to the story, or if I did, I- maybe I missed it. But this is the special Amber Alerts just for Black people in California. Yes, yes, <laughs> we get special ones. And Matt Walton in his show, in credit to him, played um, a news package about this. I didn't know. Did did we talk about the fact that it doesn't stop at Ebony Alerts?
6: Um, like they have other types.
4: There's more alerts. This is, been, this is fantastic. Listen listen. this.
1: Okay. Now, new tonight, Governor Newsom signed a law that can help track down young people of color who have disappeared. Tonight, we're getting answers on how the new ebony alerts will work and who can benefit from them. California now has a new tool to help find missing black youth. Amber Alerts have been around for two decades, and since that time, more than 370 children and at-risk individuals have been located. Time is of the essence when it comes to an actual alert. But some critics say African Americans are often overlooked by the notification system. You see the difference of when um, white girls go missing and um,
3: black girls go missing. The sense of urgency is not there.
10: African Americans, whether Doesn't they're children the or young people? adults,
4: are...
6: Doesn't it go to the same people when they do Amber Alerts? Are they putting in, by the way, this is a black kid, so don't pay as uh, much attention to this one. No, I like,
4: think the sense of urgency is probably there, but I think there's probably a pattern that's happening with some of these black uh, kids who are missing that is uh, unique. I'll just leave that
10: there. <coughs> Often listed as runaways.
1: State Senator Stephen Bradford is the author of a new law that creates ebony alerts for a community disproportionately impacted by missing youth.
10: The African American young. Individuals make up almost 40% of those individuals who come up missing. It's going to put significant change in how we react.
1: Barry Axias with Voice of the Youth says many young women who vanish end up being victims of sex trafficking.
3: Here in Sacramento, especially, a
4: lot of our girls get exploited.
1: In addition to Amber Alerts... Okay,
4: here we go. Ready? In addition to Amber Alerts, are you Mm -hmm. ready for this, though?
1: Ready. California also has blue alerts for suspects who attack a law enforcement officer, silver alerts for missing seniors and people with disabilities, and feather alerts for missing indigenous people. So how is an ebony alert different?
10: Expanding the age from 12 to 25, because right now, a Amber Alert is for 17 years or younger. Okay.
4: All right, this so this for a second because Matt Walsh says uh, he enjoys this for a second.
10: I uh, wanted you hear all that because there's a lot going on here. Starting with the fact that California already apparently has something called feather alerts
2: <laughs> for Indians,
10: and now they're adding ebony alerts to the mix. Because naturally, when you think of black people, you think of the word ebony. Just like feathers come to mind when you're talking about Native Americans. Now, I suppose there are probably more stereotypical and insulting names they could have come up with. But these are still pretty bad. And for the record, I had to double check that news clip to make sure it wasn't satire. Make sure this wasn't some like way too on the nose Babylon Bee skit. But it's real. They really have feather alerts out west for missing Indians. So people in California will be sleeping or watching a football game or drinking some zesty craft beer. Then they'll get a feather alert on their phones. And they're expected to, I guess, drop everything they're doing and scramble to find some missing indigenous person once they see a feather alert pop up. That, that's, that's a real thing that happens in California, at least since last year, when feather alerts were first implemented. And this didn't strike anyone in California as being completely and totally absurd, apparently. We can speculate as to why that might be. Maybe a lot of Berkeley grads honestly believe that white supremacist cowboys are still out there tormenting the indigenous peoples <laughs> at every turn. Whatever the case, they do indeed have feather alerts in California, and they're not joking about it. This is serious business. Now, given that simple, if incredible, fact, you have to wonder why California authorities haven't deployed... Uh, or maybe they eventually will deploy a whole assortment of other stereotypical alerts for every conceivable ethnicity under the sun. I mean at this point, why not keep going? They have an, an, an alert that 's tailor made for Indians, and why stop there? Possibilities are endless. They could have a general so 's alert for missing Asians, for example. <laughs> They could implement a sombrero alert for Hispanics, a, a leprechaun alert for missing Irish Americans. Of course, the left doesn't care about two of those three groups. So this probably wouldn't happen. But given that that they're now embracing every stereotype imaginable in their quest to be anti-racist, it's not hard to picture something like this down the line. And-
4: well, there you go. I just, uh, I very much did. I thought you would too, Albie. And I was thinking of you.
6: Thank you. I did. I did. It's a good one. I think right. I said almost that same thing about I kept checking the URL to make sure I was on a real news yeah. website when I was reading the Ebony Alerts story. Because- we're, so
4: we're all supposed to pretend like feather alerts. And, and none, first of all, none of them work. So the system doesn't work anyway. But because there's a, somebody found that they had another awesome, got, what, caught another one, equity, mm-hmm. which is probably, as Matt Walsh said, to the the fault that many black fathers are missing, not that the kids are missing. Uh, probably. Um you know, another thing because the the many in these marginalized communities are not living life correctly. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason. Redlining. Okay, okay, it's me. I did it. Um
6: well it- and people in some of these marginalized communities are less likely for a variety of reasons to go to the authorities with information that would be helpful when somebody is missing. Right?
4: Why would that be? I don't understand, huh?
6: Huh? I know, that? huh? Indeed. Um, those... But um, I wanted to say one more thing on sure. that, and now it's gone over. Oh, the, the I know what I wanted to say on it, which is that um, alert fatigue is like a real phenomenon too, which is the thing where like the more you have stuff going off and giving you warnings and alerts and beeping at you the less you pay attention to any of it.
4: I don't know if you're too young it's- but do you remember those car alarms? And you would hit the clicker thing. It's really it was mm-hmm. in the ni- early 90s but when first they had them, everybody would run out to see their car being stolen. And if it was being stolen, then they would always go off everywhere and people just stopped hearing.
6: Yeah. Nobody hears a car alarm and assumes the car is being stolen anymore. But I mean, like, it's a huge problem, for example, in the medical industry, because all the computer systems give you warnings and stuff all the time. Oh, I know. I know it. So it's it's a really big issue because they try and make all the systems like automatically warn you if you've like prescribed too many weeks of something or if somebody's blood pressure is outside of certain. And like, they're just the doctors and nurses are so used to like clicking through all the alerts that pop up that like, I mean, like I've seen it at our pediatrician's office where they're like, Oh, don't pay attention to that one. Don't pay attention to that one. That's just warning you this just ignore, ignore, ignore. And like, it's a huge problem because then on the off chance, there's actually an alert that means something important it's very easy to get missed because they're so accustomed to just clicking out of everything. But that's a real phenomenon th- throughout things. The more my phone goes off with alerts for apparently missing black 25 year olds, which like mm-hmm. why it needs to go up to age 25 anyway, it's like, rather insulting, me. isn't it? Like, you uh, to get yourself kidnapped. Um, you went in the van for the candy. <laughs> really? Well, that just goes back to these these aren't really kidnappings. No,
4: of course they are never that.
6: <laughs> um but like the more alerts go off, the less likely I am mm. to assume that there's any kind of kidnapping happening or anything that I should be looking out for. Right. Because because they just are sending me an alert for everything now. Right. So
4: Yeah, no, I see it in the in the, I've uh, it just in Relatives who have had long hospital stays, all sorts of stuff happening, and the nurse just walks in there without even like look turning around, and, and it's right gone.
6: Clear, 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 clear.
4: And for them, it's like they've jerry rigged a more efficient process. So, like, whatever. Yeah. What is the hot sauce? The
6: hot sauce else? is the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce.
4: Oh. And they
6: bring us the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline.
4: So that fly went from Mike Pence's head mm-hmm. all the way to Australia and yep. ended up on Menner's Live on the KMS network and then back to Newberry <laughs> and ended up on the burn
10: barrel. Man, what an absolute popular fly this is.
4: He was in his glory last night because that you guys can see that, that star light that's, uh, mm-hmm. that's on the overhead shot, I think. Uh, he was in there. I haven't seen that Menor's one. I got to finish um, Kirk with a uh, Port- Portnoy yesterday. Portnoy's so interesting. He, it's a, it's a fascinating. <laughs> did you did you hear any of it?
6: That one with Kirk and Portnoy. Yeah. I did not see that. So he's I talking did see about Mentors buying the forty-two fly, million. Yeah. Was on
4: he's talking about buying the forty-two million dollar house, mm-hmm. and he's not like, he's not sure he bought it off market at whatever price the seller offered him. And he doesn't know much about the house. And he like he doesn't know much. He put $20 million down. He doesn't know what the monthly payments are going to be. It's like, it is, is such a gonzo way of going into buying a house, but uh, I'm all for it.
6: I want to be able to buy a house you know. in that way someday, because that's not what it's like when we buy a house.
4: If, if I went to a realtor on Nantucket,
6: it's, there's would a they lot show of...
4: me a $45 million house, or would they just notice <laughs> no. telltale signs about me that this...
6: <laughs> There's a lot more of the person from the mortgage underwriter shaking their head at us as they find out more information.
3: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Tom, sometimes
6: they hit, sometimes they
3: don't, sometimes they're queued up correctly, sometimes they're not. Well, in your case, oftentimes they're not. And I know that you say that you're a fat. Yes. But you're not all that fat anymore. Thank you, Replica. So maybe, uh, just spitballing here, instead of taking a 57-mile walk <laughs> and staring at deer and everything else in nature, you could take, well, I don't know, let's say a 10-mile walk and get your ass in the studio and do a little uh, show prep. And not leave it all on Albie because she does too much as it is. She's a very busy woman. She has a job. She has all she the does. kids to deal with. Yes, she's got a pregnant belly going on. Mm-hmm. You need to start putting in your fair share of shit, Tom.
4: Just uh, saying. So let me say this: <laughs> there, <laughs> there is,
6: there's some truth. There, there. really
4: is because <laughs> it, today I didn't really walk at all. But 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 like that's three hours of walking yesterday. That there's. There's probably something else I could be doing, no doubt about that. That queuing up was not even, I had just forgotten to even try to queue it up. So I was just hoping the timeline was correct, and it would either go flawlessly correct and a wonderful nothing-but-net shot, or it would be a total disaster and demoralize the planet, which it did. That was awful. (laughs) But yes, I think there's something to that, to the show prep. I have been getting more cuts again, uh, as a matter of fact.
10: Hey, quick question. Do you guys have any Burn Barrel merch, or are you ever considering putting out merch? I definitely would love to have a Burn Barrel coffee cup. Or
6: Steve. We do have a merch In story. the name of
4: God, true. Alice Shattuck. No, that is you dropping the ball on this. You are queen of the merch.
6: Burnbarrelpodcast.com. Hit shop. It, there's merch. Yes, there's merch. My goodness. Alice, you haven't told anybody this merch? <sighs> there's merch? There's merch. It's
4: made by some slave colony in Southeast Asia somewhere, but it, the shirts are pretty good. That's uh, not
6: true. It's it's as Dave Colonnane likes to say. You know extol the virtues of it's like made to order like on-demand printing so it's all we don't have the t-shirts here in the house like in a box and I'm gonna pack it up and send it to you it's they make them um, on demand so um but yeah, they're it's made
4: in Dover Massachusetts no they're yeah.
6: printed no they're they are printed in the USA oh are they yeah the shirts they import the shirt I think they're like there's a sleeve involved or, somewhere else or fruit of the loom t-shirt they're like a regular brand of t-shirt that gets printed on but you buy it and mm-hmm. they print it and their printing facilities are in the united states but yeah we have uh several nice shirts including ones with little jerry callahan our chicken it's on my them. favorite
4: shirt the, sh- the jerry callahan shirts are my favorite shirt
6: mm-hmm. i have step on wife merchandise you were you were wearing, uh, that today. I was wearing my step on my shirt
4: for ladies, today you can eat logo shirts are great
6: Oh, did you do those, actually? Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, we need to clean it up and get rid of some of the like older in-joke stuff that's on there. I have a... Um, uh, or those are the classics. So let's not get rid of them some of them has a chance. Some of them. And I have
4: a... Um, but like
6: your Jay-Z ain't just Beyonce's husband. Yeah, what was that from? Oh, Crazy ain't just Beyonce's husband. That's what it was. Hmm. That was... It, you felt that was like a really clever thing to say.
4: Yeah, it's, it's not too bad. Books is dumb is there. Um... Um, and of course, obviously, give me your Napoleon, my goodness, and that's a good looking shirt
6: too, oh, and Tommy New Hampshire points out in the chat by the way, that you could save a ton of time on show prep if you switch to the real computer
4: I know I think I will um do that I think I will do that well yeah it, yes yes i will I will do that. I have used it for a whole bunch of stuff, and it's like a night and day it's the greatest thing in the world mm-hmm. um. Yeah, cuz those
6: computers are like from 2013.
4: These are from 2013. I was just like trying to like drive this into the ground first <laughs> before he did it, but it's pro you're you're right about that. We were using trying to use it on for video first, but then we had a, that
6: had some logistical hang-ups, but you should use them and I don't like using a Mac, so you should use it.
4: Yeah, I'll grab it and then I'll just wipe out one of these ones and well, I won't wipe it out. I'll just give it to one of the kids or a uh, burn barrel t-shirt or yes, something. Yes, yes. Any ideas towards merch? Oh, this is
6: this is yeah. We should refresh the merch is, store. Maybe we'll do that this weekend. I've got a, lo- a whole list have of have
4: stuff for you to do weekend. once you have the baby, including hey, you are going to be graphic designing like nobody's business, Alice. Okay, nobody's business. Be- I think
6: be- I'm not technically allowed to work during my maternity leave because
4: at, at Burn Barrel Productions be- there is no maternity leave.
6: <laughs> well, but I'm not allowed to work during my maternity leave. Or I because if I do any other job during my maternity mm-hmm. leave, I could lose my.
4: Huh. You're going to be wearing yeah. a burqa. Nobody will know who it is. <laughs> <Alice. laughs> okay.
6: BBP. Okay. Burn Girl Podcast. Blumpkin. Okay. Isn't that something
4: kind of sexual act with a kidney punch? I don't or think so. Is it not? 429. <laughs>
0: I actually feel bad for you, Tom. I know that when you join Telegram, you're just looking for food channels to follow. And little did you know, when you search for hummus, you would get Hamas.
4: (laughs) (laughs) True. (laughs) Dude, seriously, everything I have, every message I've gotten during this thing is people celebrating, like, missile attacks on on Tel Aviv. And, like, when it says that that, uh, Israelis have killed uh, Hamas people there's like sad faces and like down I have Mm -hmm. the Hamas channel right here I think I'm mistakenly uh uh-oh sorry sorry I think I mistakenly
0: uh become a member
6: (laughs) you've joined
0: (laughs) yeah
4: which would make me huge on
0: college campuses all the atrocities hey just want to warn you yes plumpkin yeah it's not a form of pumpkin just telling you up front (laughs)
4: That's why I said that. I said I believe it's some kind
6: of I don't know what it is, but
4: I believe it's some kind of it's exec- sick I'm
6: glad I don't know what it is. Okay. You, you can we yeah, can leave I it. I don't alone.
4: trust you one damn bit. I don't you, speaking of, I Tufts University
6: That's <laughs> not true. Two
4: thousand eleven. You sure knew what it was. I'm just saying It's not true. I didn't even
6: it. that's not accurate in several ways. Um but whatever. I'm not gonna theme right now um if you want to join us for live streams in the live chat as well as get some extra content each week you can do that at patreon.com i might have to clean that up let me
4: just see let me see clean what up let's look at and see what that is exactly it's when you get a oh oh okay
6: do i want to know what it
4: is okay it's nowhere near as violent as i thought it was okay (laughs) oh it doesn't seem
6: I don't want to know great it's
4: multitasking in the bathroom is what it is it doesn't seem great
6: okay anyway um you can do that at patreon.com slash burn barrel many thanks to those of you who do that um and join on patreon and support the show that way of course the show is also free at burnbarrelpodcast.com all the places to listen there's also a merch shop there